0: And now the Exit Coach Radio Show proudly presents the All-Star Review, a compilation of one-minute highlights from past guests. Hear more one-minute highlights and full interviews from these guests at ExitCoachRadio.com. What are some of the factors that go into evaluating a business at any given time? We asked valuation expert Christopher Mercer. It's one thing to say that uh, your value is worth what a willing buyer and a willing seller will pay. But that same willing buyer and same willing seller won't pay the same thing in 2008 as they will in 2014. Because in 2008, the world was full of uncertainty that uh, caused financing to dry up and it was enormously difficult to sell. Some of your listeners that are listening to this need to think about the fact that they need to be thinking of an orderly transition of management and ownership because when bad things happen to your company, you lose all flexibility in terms of ownership and management transition. So take care of those things now while you can. Being in business is inherently risky. We all know that. But what are some of the most common mistakes that business owners make in their potential solutions? We asked for comments from attorney Maiar one of the important mistakes is not having a corporation or LLC or another form of entity that would limit their liability in case they get sued. I have seen uh, a lot of companies that do this, and it's very prevalent in the construction industry. If they are around for a while and they don't have an entity, there's, they are going to be sued sometimes, especially in construction. And what happens is and they put their own personal property in danger because they don't have an entity that would protect them. What are some of the important factors that go into a professional business valuation? We asked expert Roger Winsby. Valuation is really about a sense of future opportunities uh, offset by the risks. And if you don't really think those through as it relates to each individual company, you won't really understand whether you might be above average on that multiple or below average. But it's going to be quite rare when you're right on the average or the median. It's quite an issue that, that comes up in terms of understanding you know, the, the business and being able to document your findings. Valuation is really about future and as much as you know, people want to say, well, you know, here are my retained earnings and here's what I've done, and that's a you know, very important context. But ultimately, if someone wants to buy the business, they're buying the future opportunity and weighing that against the future risks. You know, a lot of business owners I talk to have an image in their mind of how they're going to put up a for sale sign and sell their business quickly and easily, get a big check and invest it. Here's a message from someone who's done it, Veronica Saldivar. A lot of folks just think, I'm going to sell for X amount of dollars and, you know, especially here for us in in California and other similar states, taxes are a huge, huge consideration. It takes a big bite at your bottom line. I think also one of the other things is to, to consult with a CPA on that tax liability. When I was negotiating the sale of my business and negotiating the purchase and sale agreement, I also met several times with a tax attorney as well. He helped me draft the documents to prepare to make sure that I was going to fall under cap gains tax treatment, which was huge. When you're undertaking a big project like exit planning, it's important to know that your advisors are using a specific process. Here's Leo Klein. Our approach is to say, well let's have initially that conversation, let's do some initial fact finding on everything that is in you know, that it needs to be looked at to develop that strategy. And once we've sort of have developed the strategy, we what we do is present that strategy and sort of in a team meeting to all the other advisors and if needed we you know we bring in some new advisors if, if there are certain gaps here's the strategy here are the facts let's discuss this and provide your input and suggestions let's refine the strategy based on your expertise and then let's let's finalize it and then implement it and then from from my perspective best practice is that sort of you repeat this process once a year until you conduct your exit At ExitCoachRadio.com, we're interviewing over 100 top advisors to get you one-minute tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new content daily at 6 a.m. and 1 p.m. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. If you're going to grow your business, you've got to grow your sales. Here's Brad Leggett. One of the key things we work with is performance management. How do you set targets? How do you get a sales team to perform? Because in about roughly half the companies we go into, there aren't formal sales targets in place. And that can be very demotivational to a sales team because they don't know where they're expected to perform to. You often have a very frustrated CEO or head of sales that says, well, the team's not doing well, but they haven't articulated what that target is. And our approach is you work with the sales team to set targets. I mean, the first piece of advice I've got is get a sales target that's written down and put it in front of everybody that's step one okay at least have that but it's much better to set targets with the sales team's involvement so sit down and you don't want to walk into this meeting with salesperson without some idea of the sales target you'll have an idea of where it should be let's talk about where we think we can get to this year and what our target is What are some of the key things that a buyer looks for when they're buying a business? We asked a gentleman who's bought a lot of businesses, Ace Chapman, for his ideas. The two things that we focus on when when either we buy a business outright or we go in and and invest in in a business, is we want the operations really to kind of be everything to to be there. What we add on top of that is is two things. Most people have not spent a lot of time investing or building out their marketing funnel. And The second part of that is having almost like a franchise-like operations manual that allows the person to come in and feel really comfortable that that they're going to be able to run the business and and take over from where you are. You want to stand out and have those kind of extras that just make it an easy investment for the buyer. Technology is here to stay and having a technology plan is becoming very important. Here's expert Jim Blue. A lot of people have a business plan, but they don't have a technology plan. What type of equipment do I need? What type of services that I need? Uh, A large percentage of my time is helping people brush up on basic computer skills. I help them select the right equipment programs and services, really based on their individual needs. And anytime something new comes out, I'm getting phone calls and emails in terms of whether they should upgrade, whether they should get a new product. You know, the name of the game now is setting up a home office. Most people have some type of technology in their home. There's a big difference between using it for personal use and for using it for business use. And I have to really separate that based on how much time someone's gonna be spending in their office and what they do for a living. What are some of the trends because of the global economy? We asked international law expert Kenneth August. You mentioned manufacturing. That's a perfect example of where the thinking today is very different from where it was even five years ago. And by that, I mean, traditionally, a company might look at outsourcing their manufacturing, let's say to China, as an example, in order to lower their their cost of production. Mm -hmm. But really, with the consumer markets moving into those countries where they were outsourcing, it makes a lot more sense today to look not at a unilateral outsourcing, manufacturing play, but how can you develop a revenue base and profitability in that local market? And maybe instead of doing all your outsourcing in China, you also have uh, manufacturing in Eastern Europe or in Latin America, and they become concentric circles of new markets that you can sell your products and, and services into. Most people think of planning for their death when they visit with an estate planning attorney, but here's another viewpoint from estate planning attorney, Michael Wittick. I tell people all the time, you know, you probably came to me to plan for your death when the baby boomer's biggest problem I think is disability. In fact, there are things worse than death and uh, some types of disability fall into that category. They've already done a study in 2014 and determined that in California, the average cost of long-term care is now $94,000. I would say in almost every case, I recommend that people go get a long-term care insurance consultation just so that they can find out because that's one of the things that is rapidly changing right now to take care of this increased cost. They're repackaging it and there are new companies in and some older companies that used to offer it are now out of California. Things are changing in that field just like many others.